Hello, dear friend, Jen here. Today, I'm pulling back the curtain on something profoundly personal, and I wanted to let you in on it. Picture a kit, a very special curation that has tools potent enough to turn your dreams into reality. Now, imagine if these tools weren't just random selections, but they were the very tools that I've personally used and leaned on to manifest my deepest desires. Yes, I have pulled together all of the tools that I use to manifest and create, and I put them together, and I call it the Creation Kit. And I'm so excited to share the Creation Kit with you. Inside the Creation Kit, you're going to get my Wonder Walks Spotify playlist, so you can take Wonder Walks just like me with the exact same sounds and music in the background. The Celebration Visualization Meditation that I use daily in order to get me super clear on the feelings that I want to manifest and help me tap into those feelings on a daily basis. You're going to get journal prompts that you can use every single day, affirmations that have changed my life. They've been my daily mantras and a customizable gratitude list that you can use every morning to help you tap into gratitude, especially for things that haven't necessarily happened. So you can start to manifest them into your life. And last but not least, I'm going to give you a special ChatGPT prompt that actually helps you with manifesting and creating whatever it is that you want. Curious? Intrigued? Do you want the creation kit? Well, you are in luck because it's yours for free. All you have to do is pre-order my upcoming book, Be Seen, and enter your order confirmation number into beseenabook.com and you will get my creation kit in your inbox for free. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go ahead, pre-order Be Seen, and go grab your creation kit and start your manifestation journey today. You'll be happy you did. Now, on to the podcast. Stepping outside your comfort zone, I promise you that it might not work out in the moment, or maybe it does, but either way, it's always a win. When you do the hard thing, you're always winning. When you do the thing that's uncomfortable and you do something that's towards your goals, towards the thing that you want, towards the thing that you want to be, towards the person that you want to be, towards the right answer, towards the thing that maybe feels really uncomfortable and really, really scary, you always end up winning, even if you don't get the outcome that you desire. Because you might not get the outcome that you desire, but at least you've proven to yourself that you can take action, that you can move towards your goal and something will happen as a result. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. How do you find the balance between holding yourself accountable and giving yourself grace? This is something that I dabble with and that I struggle with every day. This is a constant a constant negotiation that's happening in my mind. Like even this morning in my workout, the workout felt hard today. It felt really hard. Everything kind of feels a little bit hard right now, to be totally honest with you. It, where I'm in the two weeks before my book launch, we're a week out from our big event. I've been putting in a lot, a lot, a lot of energy, a lot of work into a lot of things nonstop for a very big season. We're in the season where it's it. So, right. So during, even during my workout today, like let's talk super micro. I was like, 
you don't need to do all of the sets that you plan today. Like my brain started to do this. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. You don't need to do it. You're tired, right? That's what my brain started to do to me. But then I thought about this concept that I always remind myself of. My friend Gabrielle Lyon and I remind ourselves of, of this all the time that we're always way more capable uh, than we think. We, we have way more capacity and way more energy than we initially think that we do. It's important to push yourself a little bit to prove to yourself what you're capable of. And I'm always just learning lessons from my, about my capacity by pushing myself a little bit further than I think that I'm capable of. So what I will do is I will say to myself, when fear comes in and starts to negotiate with you, you don't have to do that today. Like even with this Instagram live or with the weekend, with the workout this morning, you don't have to do that last set. I'll say to myself, what if you just did one more rep? Just do one more. Just do one more and I'll push myself a little bit further than, than completely giving up. And usually when I push myself that little bit further, I get a little bit more confidence that I can keep going one more. So let's say that my rep range, I'm, I'm going to go to 12. Okay. Let's say I'm going to go to 12. I like using workout analogies because it's something that most everybody can understand. So let's say I'm doing squats and my goal is to get to 12 squats. I get to squat number eight and it freaking kills and it hurts and I feel like I'm going to drop it and I feel like I'm going to give up. My brain starts to go, you can stop at eight. You can stop at eight. You can stop at eight. But what I'll do is instead of stopping at eight, I'll ask myself, okay, just go to nine. Just go to nine. You can get to nine. And then I'll do nine and I'll be like, all right, you got to nine. Can you get to 10? And then I'll get to 10 and I'll be like, all right, one more, one more, one more. You can get to 11. What if you got to 11? And then I get to 11 and then I'm like, one more, you can do one more 12. And then I got to 12 and I look back and I'm like, guess what? I had more in me than I thought because I thought I could only do eight. And that is a lesson for me in life in in business, in uh, giving myself grace versus pushing myself and holding myself accountable. Now, the way that I, uh, and that I'm trying to, again, I'm not perfect at this, that I'm trying to implement like self-care right now into my into my world because I'm feeling very burnt out. Like I'm starting to feel on the edge. Like I'm feeling like, oh, things don't feel that easy. They don't feel that good. They don't feel that energized. And I think it's because I've been going, 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 going. So how do I continue to go and continue to push that one more, one more, one more, continue to up my capacity, continue to prove to myself that I can do things that I didn't think I was capable of while also taking care of myself and and, and taking care of me and making sure that I'm healthy. So what I'm doing is I'm strategically implementing strategic recovery. And that feels good. That feels way better than giving up and say and saying that the give up is recovery. Because if you set a goal and you set a commitment, let's say like confidence comes from sticking to the commitments you make with yourself. So let's say you stick to a commitment and you say, like, let's say I'm like, I'm going to do 12 reps of, of squats right now. I'm going to do 12 of them. And you give up at eight when you knew you could have done 12. Well, you're actually telling yourself that you can't trust yourself to follow through on the commitments that you set. And that's kind of giving up in the moment. But if I said, listen, Jen, you're tired, you're going to do 12 reps, but when you're done, like, and and it's strategic and it's an implementation of a recovery, you're going to recover for two minutes after those 12 reps, two minute recovery. You're going to get those two minutes. Now just get to the 12 and you're going to get the two minutes of recovery. That's what I look at as like strategic recovery. And that's an intentional recovery instead of giving up and not sticking to the commitment that I made, that's setting a new commitment to recover. So for me, this is before our big event. It's in Dallas and I'm going to be holding space for 500 people for three days, actually four, because we have our mastermind day uh, on the back end of it. And I know and I was talking to my therapist about this. I know that I need to get some rest and recovery in order to be my best self for that 
for that week. So I'm setting intentional recovery. It's not giving up. It's not, I don't have a zillion plans this weekend that I'm canceling. I'm actually intentionally setting a task for myself. And the intentional task, the commitment that I'm making to myself is that I'm recovering this weekend. I'm only doing things that fill me up. I'm not going to be on my phone a lot. I'm not going to be doing anything that really um, like totally drains my energy. I'm going to be doing things that are kind for myself intentionally to recover for the next sprint that I have, which is build your brand life. So do you see the difference between like giving up and then also, but then self-care and intentional recovery, intentional grace. So I always want to make it like I'm intentionally being kind to myself, but I'm, I'm putting it, I'm actually like making it a task so that it's not, oh man, you just gave up. Cause that's never a good feeling. I don't ever want to feel like I gave up on this day ever because that's training my brain to believe that I'm, a, I, I'm someone that gives up when I'm not. And recovery is actually not giving up. It's actually such a beautiful, beautiful action in self-kindness, uh, kindness and self-love and, and grace and care for yourself and compassion for yourself. It's important that you just make it intentional. How do you determine the difference between intuition and ego, doubt, and fear? This is really hard. This is something that I'm always asking myself. Is it intuition? Is it my gut? Or is it fear telling me not to do something or telling me to do something? And, you know, the the best way for me, the, the best way that I've been able to figure it out is I just really, really listen in and I ask myself, whose voice is it that's telling me not to do this or telling me to do it? So let's just give an example. Let's say... Um, uh, let's talk about going to an event. All right. So let's talk about all of you that are on the fence of coming to build your brand live. Maybe you've got a voice inside of you that says you should totally go, but you don't know if that is your intuition. Um, and, and like, maybe you have another voice that comes in and says you shouldn't go. And you're like, is that my intuition or is that fear? Right? Like, how do you differentiate? How do you know if it's your gut telling you, or if like fear is coming in and telling, you, no, you shouldn't go, or you should do that or whatever it is. And I listen in and I ask myself, whose voice is telling me to do it and whose voice is telling me to not do it? And usually if the voice is somebody else's voice, like my parents or my partner or my, my husband or um, pe random people on the internet that I'm worried about what they think of me, I don't even know who they are, but it's like other people, friends, family members, then usually that is fear because that's fear of judgment of others. It's living your life based on what other people want for you. And when I listen in and it's my voice, my voice is saying, Jenny, you have to do that. It's my voice. That's usually my intuition. We're not always going to get it right. And I think that listening to your intuition takes a lot of practice, a lot of reps, and sometimes you're going to get it wrong, but it's important to get it wrong and to maybe listen to something that you thought was your intuition and realize that it wasn't in order to figure out, oh shit, that's not what my intuition sounds like. So it, be, listening to your intuition, I think for me, like I'm not an expert at this, but it's a lot of trial and error and it's giving yourself permission to try something and possibly fail, possibly get it wrong. And that's okay. And the next time we're going to be like, oh, you know what? My intuition sounded like that that time and I was wrong. So that's not my intuition. That's actually fear. How do you keep yourself calm after you've taken a risk or a step towards your goals? I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I've done something big and I... This is funny. I remember it. You know what's coming to me? The first thing that's coming to me is I remember when I put in an application for my very first studio apartment myself. Uh, and, and those of you that don't know what a studio apartment is here in New York City, uh, it's very expensive to live in an apartment here by yourself. And a studio is like a one bedroom where it's like, it's just one big room. 
And I had always lived with roommates. And the first time I ever, like I started to look for my own place, I found this place. And it was the first time that I ever put in an application for my own place without a roommate. And I remember the day that it happened. I put in an application and I think I like, I said I was going to do it. And I, I think I gave him a deposit and I gave him a check. And I was so freaking amped up after that. Like I was so scared. I remember I had so much anxiety just like running through my veins. It was excitement. It was nerves. It was like, I could not calm down. You're like, how do you calm yourself down? I could not. I was like, oh my God. I was freaking out on every level. I was excited. I was nervous. All the emotions. And all I really could do was go for a run. And I went for a run and I put on music and I just got all of that energy out of my body. I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran. And then I called my mom and I called my dad and I talked about it and I talked about it and I ran and I ran and I walked and I ran and I moved. And usually for me, that's my way of calming myself down. Movement is always the way for me. Um, It's different for everybody. So I will always only give you my own personal experience here on Get Ready With Me. Like you can take whatever you resonate with and whatever you don't, you can leave at the door. But for me, movement always helps me to calm down. Um, Especially like if I'm really amped up, like high intensity workouts, like I'll just like go and like just like squeeze all the gas out of the tank, like just go and sprint and run or dance. And then of course, connection and talking to people that I love. I was having a hard day yesterday. Like I really was like, I, I'm, it's very rare that I will reach out to my friends for help. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at it. And I wrote a a whole section in my book about how to become a master asker. I'm really, I've gotten really good at asking for help for, with business stuff. And, uh, because I've, I've figured out a way to make that feel good because I always provide a lot of value first so that when I ask something for business, it it feels okay. And that's all in the book. I teach um, all of those strategies, but when it comes to letting people in and being vulnerable about maybe like not feeling so great or dealing with an emotional situation, or maybe feeling sad or feeling depressed, I typically don't reach out to my friends. I typically will just talk to my therapist or I'll, maybe I'll talk to Chris, or maybe I'll just keep it to myself. Maybe I'll journal about it. I'll pray about it, but I won't really reach out to friends. But yesterday, it was a hard day. Yesterday I was feeling like I was feeling the struggle. I was feeling the push. I was feeling the climb. And I actually reached out to two of my friends and uh, and it helped. It helped. I pushed myself to do that. I pushed myself to be vulnerable and they really definitely helped me just by being able to see me and be with me during that moment. And that was all I needed just to be able to communicate. And it calmed me down. It calmed me down. And sometimes I feel like when you feel like you're not alone, When you can just like voice your feelings and somebody else can say to you, I felt that way too. You're not alone or I've got you. I've got you in this situation. It sucks, but I'm here with you and I hear you and I see you. Sometimes that's all you need to calm down a little bit. Even if it's a great thing, like uh, Sananda, you said, like after you've taken a big scary step. So maybe after you've made a big investment or you've done, you know, you made a big decision. Like a lot of the times after I've made a big decision, I will, I'll make the decision and then I'll just let it go and I'll go do something else to distract me. And, and, And sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you just need a nice distraction. Sometimes you need to turn off your right brain and turn on your left and start doing something completely different and just trust and know that the decision that you made was the best decision for you. And you just need to let it go sometimes. I think that for me, especially like I'll ruminate on things sometimes and I'll obsess over them. So I just need to like go get a nice distraction and not think about it. And a lot of the times that'll have to do with talking to friends too about stuff, calling somebody, getting on the phone with somebody, doing a walk and chat, calling a friend and going for a walk. Those are all things that calm me down very much. 
But it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be calm. It's okay to be a little stressed out. It's what's your relationship with that, with that feeling? I want you to please know that like all those uncomfortable feelings, like being super amped up or anxious or scared or sad, like I'm not a mental health expert at all, at all, at all. And I don't claim to be, but I am somebody that struggles with all of this stuff as well. So I can come on here and I can tell you that I know that no matter how hard a day is, the day passes, it goes, this too shall pass. And the discomfort is temporary. It might last, you know, the moment in time that we're in, in the world, who knows how long this is going to last, but the feelings about it are going to go up and down. And we are way more capable than we even know about being able to deal with hard things. It doesn't make it any easier. It does not. It does not. It does not. It does not. Like this is a hard freaking time. And whatever the time is for you in your life right now, like maybe something completely different and even harder. And all we can really do is just trust and know that right now, like in this moment, if you're listening to this right now and you have eyeballs that can see and you've got an iPhone and you're holding it in your hand, then right now in this second, if you can take a breath in this second, this, this moment, this present second, you're okay. And I always remind myself like first this, then that first this, then that, what am I doing right now? Focus here on this and then move on to that. If I want to stress about that, I'll stress about that in a minute. Let's, let's this first, first this, then that we're all in this together. You're not alone. I hear you. I see you stepping, um, outside your comfort zone and doing hard shit. I promise you that it might not work out in the moment or maybe it does or whatever, but either way, it's always a win. It's always, always a win. When you do the hard thing, you're always winning. When you do the thing that's uncomfortable and you do something that's towards your goals, towards the thing that you want, towards the thing that you want to be, towards the person that you want to be, towards the right answer, towards the thing that maybe feels really uncomfortable and really, really scary, you always end up winning, even if you don't get the outcome that you desire. Because you might not get the outcome that you desire, but at least you've proven to yourself that you can take action, that you can move towards your goal and something will happen as a result. The only guarantee where nothing will happen is if you sit around and you do nothing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.